With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he goes, no, man. Like, like she like, looked a mess. Like he was like dragging her into the room. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I think, I think that dude drugged her. Hey, what's going on? I'm JC and I'm fit. And I'm Jenna, and I guess that means I'm ish. Welcome to the Fittest <laughs> Podcast. Now, you've heard us on the radio before, but this is completely different. I know. You're going to get to see a much deeper, more intense and edgier side of both of us. Our ups, our downs, our hilarity, all that good stuff on the Fittest Podcast. We're going with the fresh mane today on the podcast, Jenna. Your hair looks so good. I feel like I'm always complimenting you and you don't compliment me. I compliment you. Is that such a chick thing to say? Very chick thing to say. It's I like think, a girlfriend or a wife thing to say, I compliment you all the time and you don't compliment me. I think you guys don't notice when we compliment you. Well, well okay, what's the last compliment you gave me? Like, I don't know, but I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry I was late today and yet another chick move. I told JC and my girls feel me on this. I was like, I'm on my way. About an hour before I was actually on my way. I got ask, distracted. Ask my wife. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a time, the time frame here. Okay. And let's just keep in mind how far you live from where I'm coming from. Jenna lives about 20, 20 minutes. 25, 20. Yeah. 20. Cause you drive fast. Okay. You're a, you're a fast driver. Don't try to say it's 25 because I know how fast you drive. I've seen you on the freaking freeway. Thank you. <laughs> but Jenna hit me up when I was getting done with uh, some of the my radio show work. And uh, I let her know I was done. And she said, on the way at 1114 a.m., right? <laughs> Roughly at around 1220, I looked at my no. wife. No, is that how long it was? I looked at my wife. Am I... Uh, okay, it was before 1220. I, I, I may be exaggerating and a little bit. it was 12, bit. yeah. But uh, closer to about an hour, I looked at my wife and I was like, oh, shit. Should I check on Jenna? Because she said she was on her way and it's been a minute. And that's when I went to go look at my phone and you and you had responded finally and said, sorry, I lied. Got stuck. But really on my way now. You remind me of my friend Reggie. You know Reggie. Reggie, yeah. Reggie. Reggie pulls that chick move. Yeah, we, we all have that one. Even dudes. Every dude has a friend that will say, I'm on my way. But what that means, and we always know this with Reggie, is when he says, I'm on my way, he's getting in the shower. Yeah. That's his thing. So on my way means... Yeah, uh, he's on his way to getting ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm on my way to getting my myself cleaned up and then coming out here. Yep. You got something really good out of it, though. Oh, we had sex. You, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I went down there and I was like, Should we that's why I didn't check on you. I got I got some new um, bras and panties. Yeah. By the way, for the for those of you, that's my wife. It's okay, not some, so some random chick in my house. Because I say this, and look what what a perk he got out of it. Middle of the day with the kids here. Yeah, they were playing upstairs. We we're like, oh, come on, hurry, let's go. Well, Kinsey walks in and she she went shopping. So I got her uh, Victoria's Secret for one of her presents. I think it was for your birthday, actually. No, it was for it was for Christmas. It was for Christmas. So I got her a couple gift cards because I realized. Why am I going to buy shit when she's yeah. just going to return it? Right. So I got her a gift card, one of them to Victoria's Secret. And she finally, she finally paid up on that one. Awesome. So you had it on? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, just, I was trying them on to see if they fit. Unfortunately, they did not fit. The larges were COVID. too small. <laughs> she made me spit out my applesauce. I was eating your kid's food. When I, whenever I get here, I eat your kid's food. Because you, as parents, you always have good snacks that I don't have at home. So I'm eating the applesauce. And Kinsey goes, oh, no, it was a large. It doesn't fit. And I spit my applesauce <laughs> everywhere because I feel like that story of all of our lives. Like, well, shit, that doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't understand how the bras work. I I, I know there's like a, you're around your chest, and then there's the cup size, and right. then I, I, I'm so lost. Yeah. So yeah, her it's a large. It's a large. But she was. Well, la- they run small. Some of those lacy ones. Yeah. yeah. And they're so uncomfortable. We literally only wear them like for you to take off. Right. And so she was wearing one of these, and she said she didn't really like it. And I told her I liked it, and she goes, "No, you don't." And I was like, no, I mean, there's proof. Yeah. You know see? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see? Why is that always your go-to? It's like, see, yeah. see, you can actually see that I like it. That's because we can't do. control that. Like the only way to control that is like, you gotta, you gotta yeah. do, you uh-huh. know, things. It like wasn't holding up. The side boob was way too side booby. Oh. It was rough and itchy. I'm oh. like, I just can't, like, I can't do this. So anyways, but t- prop, well, props to you. And I'm glad I was so late. Some, some TMI, but yeah, I got lucky because middle you were of late. the day, lucky middle of the day. The kids were upstairs were playing Lego. And I feel like that's the only time a guy is, okay, is, is allowed to finish as fast as possible. Oh yeah. No, yeah. you know, that's interesting. You bring that up. I was thinking about that the other day. Cause like sometimes I think the drag and I don't, I hate that. I can't speak for all women, but like sometimes it's when guys draw it out and take their time. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. It's one thing like when you're trying to wait on the woman to get there, but when, when you're always acting like you're in some sort of 90 minute porno, like I'm not into that, you know, like sometimes you just have to, we don't mind it if it's quick because it's fun that way. It's nice. And then it doesn't feel like, Oh my God, here he goes. The marathon. You don't want it to be like that Will Smith song switch. Switch. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think as a woman, we've all dated someone that it's like, way don't you look too, at my way wife too quick every time. Oh. oh, yeah. You know what the best part is? I am. I've known Kinsey for a long time. Yeah. And her and I back in our 20s. You guys compared? Oh, no, we've definitely had a conversation. Like we know each other's number. I know her number. Yeah. Yeah. Do- she lied to me. Yeah, she lied to you. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I caught her like early in our relationship. She lied to me. <laughs> Because she tried to do as many as, as me, I think. She tried to match my number. Which, you know, I think I that... I don't know why it was such a thing in our 20s. We always wanted to talk about numbers. But now, at, at this age, and being in a relationship in my 30s with someone that I'm probably going to end up with for the rest of my life, like, I don't want to know his number. It's, and it's, I don't want to know his number. But you know what else I know about him? He's going to kill me for saying this. I think his number's high. And I think the age average is high as shit. Oh, like shit. he went cougar on it? Like he's All a safari time. hunter? All the time. We'll be out and these like hot old women will be like, oh, Francisco, hi. My girlfriends and I look at each other like, I bet he fucked oh her. Gosh. Yeah. I was like, so I asked him the other day, I was like, what's the oldest woman you've fucked? Oh, he's, he's like, he's de- like, he's like, he said 25. I go like 25 years older than you, but how old were you at the time? Yeah, I think that he, so one of his friends referred to him the other day as a cabana boy. Like, I think that he had a thing with older women all the time. So he's gone as high as like a saber tooth? And the thing is, yes. The thing wow, is, that's great. I don't know how I feel about that because usually when you date a guy and he sees young women, right? Or like if he dated a lot of younger women, then you feel insecure. But now like 
everyone's a threat. Like we'll be in Whole Foods and like it's a grandma and like she's definitely a threat, you know? Every yeah. every woman's a threat now. <laughs> every time I do it now, I'm breaking my record for oldest woman I've done it with. <laughs> like every day, you know? Whatever. Like today I broke it. How old are you? Whatever. Younger than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's how old. Yeah, but I mean, no. I think Fran has had some old beasts like in 60? his life. Yeah. Well, maybe they're 60 now. You got to get it out of him sometime. Oh, I will. I, will I think he thinks I'm going to be mad. And I actually like that. We don't really talk about, you know, of course, we're aware of a couple of exes in each other's lives, you know, or like the ones that just won't go away. Um, but in general, we don't talk about that sort of thing. But it's just so crazy to me because, you know, you're in tune with it. And when like all his friends are older, all of these women are much older. I mean, props to him that he was just like slaying old women all the time. But like, it's so funny because now I make jokes and he doesn't like it. He's probably going to be so mad. I'm sharing this. But like every now and then I'll try to. Him. Like if we're in Whole Foods and I see like, you know, when like the old woman, like I'm talking grandma, grandma, like uh, not young, hot grandma, but like old women. Yeah. So like when you see them and they're like in their curlers and sweatsuits and they're grocery shopping, I'll nudge him and I'll be like, that is one. she a threat? Yeah. Yeah. And he gets so mad at me, but it's so funny because how could you not? Right. If, like if you knew that Kinsey had a history of dating, like old, old men, like you would, of course, give her a hard time. What about Mexicans? <laughs> history of dating Mexicans. Do you? Yeah. You knew that. You did multiple Mexicans? Yeah. So well, you just were just one, like wait, one other I Mexican. I it was just one dude. other Mexican. No, there was a few. Stupid there Juan. A, there was a Sanchez. There was a. Who the hell is this Sanchez guy? Wait, who is he? Who's this dirty Sanchez guy? He sounds hideous. Yeah. What's he wearing, by the way? <laughs> Khakis. Well, okay. So you kind of have a type. Yeah. Sure. The only thing about my type is like dark hair. So like I don't have a type in terms of like a race or maybe even gender. I don't know. Here's the thing with Kinsey's uh, desire for Mexicans. I don't, I am Mexican. I was born in Mexico. I I don't look it. I don't have the Latin qualities. You don't have the stereotypical. Like the hair, the height. The skin, the culture, the accent, like you really don't have any of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. And that's how I've always appreciated Kenzie's desire to be Mexican. And I hope, you know, we live in a very sensitive time. I like to think our fittish podcast listeners are cool as hell and get where we're coming from. Um, because we say this in a complimentary way, like Kenzie and I love the Latin culture and she always said she just wanted, she, you, you were, you were just on the prowl, weren't you? You wanted to be a Latina. In fact, a guy that she apparently dated was trying to get me to join his fraternity when I was in college. They're like, this is before I even knew her. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter because I didn't know her. I didn't know him before, when they apparently dated. But, yeah, he tried to get me to join his house when, when I was in college. And I was like, wait, you know this freaking dude? It was, it was a Hispanic fraternity. Knack. <laughs> Knack. N-A-K. That's now so Alpha Kappa, I think, is what you call that. Oh, man. But if I was single, I might, I might side with, with Fran. I might... We've talked this. I would I'd probably holler at like tops 65. I get it, though, because, I mean, women do this and I've never been attracted to younger guys. So, you know, and I know guys like younger women. And I guess there's an element with people that it makes them feel younger. But yeah. to me, it made me feel older. I, I this may be TMI. So I hope people, you know, take it for what what it is but in college, it was my senior year of college. There was this really hot freshman and I went 
took him home from the bar. That sounds like I was preying upon him. Took him home from the bar and he was like so inexperienced. Like the kissing was terrible. He told me right off the bat, like I'm a virgin. And I was like, and it's Whoa. not that I slept around. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely had sexual partners. I'm an adult now, but like I, it's not like I had a habit or anything of like going home with different guys all the time. But this was just one guy that I wasn't even intending on sleeping with him like that. But you know, you get drunk, you go home, college, yeah. whatever. And he was just so inexperienced that to me, that was it. Like I never, I never went out with anyone younger than me again after that because he just felt so inexperienced to me i just didn't oh i take that back i've gone out with younger people since then i just like recalled a few but but yeah like i i think that's why women not just from a money perspective you gravitate towards an older man because it feels more like protective and they're more experienced and they're way like they seem less dramatic or maybe more emotionally mature i was gonna ask kenzie something do you feel like you missed out since you uh, started dating me at like 18. Because I feel like some girls get to the point where like, damn, I missed out on... Um, Y'all are still no. so healthy with attraction though. That's well, I, I yeah. think if your life sucked, you'd feel differently. And I feel like I had a really fun year right before I met you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we still had fun. But I'm saying like... Wait, you tell us about this really nights, fun year. What was, so much, what was so much fun about this year? Late nights, randoms. I was 18... Right after between Whoa. between high See, I didn't school, do that. late nights, randoms, yeah, the, randoms. I haven't heard the word randoms in so long. Like randoms. in college, I feel like I turned down two girls because they were virgins. Yeah, you don't want to take. And, that. I, and I didn't. I and and, the, and one of them even told me she's like, I'm not a virgin till marriage. I was just a virgin till I felt like it's the time, and I feel like it's the time. And I was like, No, we've known each other for like a week. Well, thank God I wasn't a virgin. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if I I just couldn't because I didn't I don't I didn't I feel like sometimes it could be a burden. To you know Absolutely. what I mean, uh, and especially if it's not special enough afterwards for yeah. them, like where it, we don't end up being anything. I feel like you want your first time as a woman to be the one of the most special it's, moments. It's way too graphic, but I went to college. It's interesting when you go to college because you either have the girls that had high school boyfriends and at 17 or 18 or now kids are having sex like way too young in my opinion, but you know, they're losing their virginity with someone they like. They go to college, whatever, then sex isn't quite as big of a thing. But then I had a girlfriend that like had never had sex before and she like lost her virginity in the most slutty sounding way ever that her story is like so like on like it was on your back <laughs> like, like, like it was like one of those things that i was like well not she was on her back but like you get what i'm saying i was like like horrifying you know because then you think about like when you lost your virginity and that's how it was and that's what happened i think when kids go to college they just freak out and they just they, they're willing to do it with whoever i don't think the girl even like liked me as a boyfriend i think she just wanted to get it out of the way and i was like <laughs> oh you ain't gonna use me for that no get man out of the way yeah you ain't gonna with use someone me that as- i like yeah, yeah or can trust and and honestly as i have a daughter and she's six. I, I am so afraid for her to go to college because of the disgusting dudes I witnessed. You should be. But I think it all starts at home, right? Like my parents were I was an only child. So I think they didn't really know how to toe the line between being strict and not. But they weren't. And they were like, look, we gave you as much leash leash as you ask for as long as we could trust you. And I was always good. You know, like yeah. I, I never, I mean, I definitely drank before I went to college, but I played soccer. I made really good grades. They gave me a little bit of a leash. They weren't, I, I didn't get grounded. Freedom. Really, had freedom. I had freedom. They said I was a pretty good kid and I went to college and it was kind of like, it almost makes me think that's why European parents are kind of so great because they introduce alcohol to kids at such a young age that they don't have that kind of binge drinking issue like we do here. I think there's something to that. Yeah. You know, not like I want to be feeding my child alcohol and I'm not a parent now, but it's not the it's not the her hooking up or like meeting dudes. It's the it's the guys themselves, like the the roofiers that are out there. 
How about to, like, teach her how to be careful? Like Kinsey and I almost broke up really early on in our relationship. I think we were dating for maybe four or five months when this happened. Have I told this story before on the podcast? I know the story you're going to tell. So when we were, we were pretty fresh into dating, but I really liked Kinsey at the time. Right. And I've always been that guy that's, I'm not, I do get jealous, but I'm also not going to put a leash around a girl. Like no. if she wants to go do her thing, that's fine. And that's what happened one night. I was going to go hang out with my boys at a house party and I invited her and she said, no, my friends and I got invited to this party at Teak. Uh, we're, I think um, we're going to go over there instead. Teak. Yeah. Blank those guys. Um, and so she uh, went over there with her friends and one of my friends that's, that was, that I'm buddies with that actually she introduced me to, his name's Eric, he, he comes back to the house party. Like, I would say we were like an hour into it. We're playing beer, beer pong and he comes up and he's, I could tell something was up. And he goes, dude, um, I, you, need, you need to go get Kinsey. And I said, why? And he goes, I just saw her going into a room with a dude. And I said, at first, like, my heart just sank. Like, yeah, oh, like, damn, oh, bro. Man. Like, I really like this She's girl. She's not that into me. Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, if that's what she wants. I was like, if that's what she wants, then whatever. Uh, I guess I'm not going to go bust that. I guess it's just over. And he goes, no, man. Like, like she like, looked a mess. Like he was like dragging her into the room. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I think, I think that dude drugged her. And I said, what? So a couple other dudes that were standing right there heard. And they're like the bigger, like big dudes. I'm talking about 300 pound guys. Mm. They heard and they're like, well, we'll go with you. And I said, okay, cool. So we walked over there. It was literally across the street. It was 300 feet away from us. Walked across the street, go to the front of the party. They're not letting us in because we're dudes. We have no chicks. And the door guy actually was a guy that I knew. And I said, listen, man, my girl's in there. And one of your guys is about to do something really stupid that could get all of you guys in trouble. So if I were you, I'd let me in and let me go grab her and I'll leave. And he goes, you're going to grab her and leave? Cool. Go get her. Let's me in. Eric uh, shows us where the room that he saw her being dragged was. And obviously it was, it, was, it was the room because it was the only one with the door closed. I didn't knock. I didn't. I, I, just, I just opened the door. And I see Kinsey laying on the on the bed. It was like a bunk bed uh, next to this desk and computers. And I see her pants are unbuttoned and this guy's on top of her. I walked up, pulled him off, punched him, grabbed his keyboard, which was the closest thing to me. And I smashed it on his head. And so my other two buddies run in and they stop stopping me. And I'm like, nope. So I get away and I'm just wailing on this kid. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kinsey's just unconscious on the bed. She didn't remember any of remember. she said, yeah. Then his dudes come in and they start breaking it up, whatever. We pick up Kinsey, carry her out. I was livid. Terrible. I was so livid. You saved her. That this dude would do that. But I was... But at the time, at the time, you just thought I was really drunk. But I don't even think I knew I was drunk because I didn't even know where I was at. I was only there for like maybe 30 minutes. Really? Yes. And then... It was that, it, I mean, it was that fast. She was it is that, that fast. That it night, is that fast. I was so sick. Like both coming out on both sides like they completely drugged me. so it's interesting because i you're so lucky that's great uh -huh. you saved her but i i used to this is a tasteless comment but i used to say all the time that i'm like offended that i had never been roofied like you know like i felt like i wasn't hot <laughs> enough to rape which i i know i'm gonna get like a lot of hate for saying something like that but it was just a joke you know i would say to my friends like i had never been roofied all my friends in college spring break different times everyone had been roofied i had never been roofied yeah. right and so like of course you always you don't want to be roofied like you don't ever want to so i hope everyone knows i'm not saying that in a way i i think it was just more kind of that tongue-in-cheek like joke you make like 
one who has ever roofied me before. Um, anyway, so when I moved to Dallas and I was on the radio show, someone oh, no, gave yes. me a mint one night and um, and told me it was like a weed mint. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that sounds like up my alley. And so I took it. <laughs> And a half of a lifesaver, and it tasted like a lifesaver, and it kind of tasted like weed. And I was like, mm, I guess it's a weed. And I walk into this bar, and I am talking like, I get a Stella, and that's what's interesting. Like, I had only had a beer, and so I order a drink, and um, <clears throat> I just, all I remember is about 15 minutes go by, and I felt like I was going to vomit everywhere. I couldn't see. And I just instinctively, I mean, at this point I'd had so many friends experience like what Kinsey had, or, you know, luckily, hopefully not the darker side of it, but I just knew. And I went and got a cab and I even said to the cab driver, I was like, I live five minutes from here. You have to take me home. I'm my, my vomit. I think someone yeah. drugged me and I got home. I vomited. I was so sick the entire night. Luckily I had a roommate there. Luckily I made it home, but I was so sick that I'm like, who would even want to take advantage of someone when you're that sick? I mean, I was sick for like 15 floppy. hours. Like she was floppy, Jenna. Yeah. And and, and she and did the, and they, and they, yeah, she only, she lost her shoe in there in the melee because we just picked her up and pulled her out. Cause I was so, I was so lucky. I literally wanted to kill this guy. And, I my, bet. And, and so we didn't pick anything up. We just grabbed kids. I didn't even grab her. <laughs> like my friends had to pick her up because the other two had me. And I remember we were in the truck. I was taking her home, and and she and I was going. Why would you put yourself in that situation? Obviously, you can't talk to a girl that's in that. I didn't know. And all of a sudden, she just I just hear start doing that convulsion in my truck, all over. Yeah. In the truck. So sick. It makes you so so sick. And she went there with friends. Like she had done the right thing. She was there with friends to keep an eye it's on so each scary. other. And they just pull you off like guys. Yeah. These creepy dudes. That you will encounter sometimes in life, ladies. These creepy dudes find a way to just move you away from the herd or give you something, and then they see you start to falter and fall back from the group, and then they like wolves almost. Yeah, so it's like my mom crazy. told me the one rule she had for me when I went to college is never drink anything out of a bathtub or a trash can. Which is what <laughs> we know, drank out of in college. They make all those punches yeah. in a trash can or bathtub, but I'd look at it, I'd be like, mm, my mom told me like not to, I can't. You know, that's yeah. like one thing my mom was like, please, whatever you do in college, just don't drink anything out of a bathtub or yeah. trash can. Best move I saw girls doing in college when we would offer them a drink, because we would, like we'd yeah. throw parties, I'd be like, oh, you want to drink the girls like some girls would all would be like yeah i'll have a drink but why don't you take a sip out of that yeah i had like numerous girls not girls that i was hitting on or girls that i wasn't dating just hey you take a sip out of that first yeah and I, I, okay, you take a sip and give it to him. That was a good move too. You find your way at some point, I feel like in college, you know, you gravitate towards, you, you go to those frat parties and you kind of learn some of these guys are skeezy and so yeah. you kind of end up settling with good guys. I hope usually it finds its way. Yeah, you hope so. But yeah, that was Kinsey's close call in college. Look at us. Look at you now. He, he saved you from uh, a sexual assault. Yeah. I always don't ever want, like we've talked, like I wonder what, like, what happened? How much her life would have changed right. and my life would have changed. Forever. If, 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 I mean, I can't imagine. Because of that douchebag. Can't imagine going through something like that. I mean, it would stay with you forever. I saw him at school on campus, oh. uh, like probably a few days later. And dude was not. He, Did he have a black eye? We, yeah, he had a black eye. And he, I think he got stitches cause I, with, from the keyboard. Because he had like a shaved head at that point. See, and I'm curious what happened to him. Like, was he just being a dumb college kid doing that? Or is he really sinister? Right. Do do men outgrow that? Do they I don't become know. rapists? Like, did he, what happens if he did this to someone else? You went to school? I don't even know his name. I, I, I wish I could look him up. I wish I would have known his name so I could look him up and keep tabs on that, on that dude. Just to, just to see what he would have turned out like. Well, the upside of quarantine, no, no one's really getting roofied right now. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. I tried roofies on my own one time in college. 
I heard that bodybuilders, not that you're a bodybuilder, microdose it. That's what it was. It was so, like, so they don't, so they get really messed up without the calories. My roommate was uh, trying it because he was bodybuilding, and he goes, "Yeah, this is the best thing, bro. That way you save calories and you just take yeah, you this get little all messed up. take this little cap." But the problem is, this dude was like 270 pounds, and I was a uh, hundred and probably 70 at the time. Like I was, this is poor JC that didn't have any food. How was your night? Jenna, we went to her to Kinsey's friend's house, and I remember walking in and feeling like I was gonna puke. And I went to the backyard, and the kid, and the guy had a dog, and I remember the dog just sitting there, like he knew I didn't feel good, and he just sat in front of me, and I just puked all over the place. And then the dog started trying to eat it, so I was wrestling with this dog, <laughs> but I'm just so just faded, and I couldn't stop wrestling with. I'm, I'm wrestling in the backyard with a, or I feel like I'm wrestling with him. I probably couldn't even move. I'm like a jelly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Never again. Like, I would never no. do that again in my life. I unintentionally, like, one of my friends was roofied because of me, because um, another time after the time I w told you about since living in Dallas, I had been at a bar and had a beer. It was like a random Sunday, but I don't, I, you know, this was when... I've never been a heavy drinker. That's the thing that's worked in my favor. It's like, I never have been one to get like blackout drunk. I mean, I had a couple of times I've gotten throw up sick from drinking too much, but I don't drink a lot. And I had a beer and I just decided I was over it. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. I just leave. And my guy friend was like, you're not going to finish that. I was like, no. And I gave it to him. He called me at three o'clock the next afternoon and was like, I think someone roofied the beer that then you gave me when you left. He said he was, and he was a big guy, wildly sick all night. Long. Oh no. I was like, so Yo, he sorry. took one for the team, dude. He took one for the team. He had my drink. What a stud. Well, he didn't I, I mean just, to, but. Stories like this, though, between groups of girlfriends, like we talk about this stuff. I mean, it's happened to all of us all the time. It's wild. Yeah. And now they sell those like drink condoms. What? what They're what like is that? sleeves that they like are like condom over your drink. Also, oh, nobody so. could pour stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to invent something that you could put in your drink. To where if somebody spikes it to with something, it, it'll like explode. Color, like urine in a pool that I'm always yeah. scared to pee in a pool. Like it'll just explode. Like <laughs> when you I put, think it's going to die. Like when you put men Mentos in a, in a Coke, you know how it explodes? I wanted to do that. That's a great idea. So that when the guy does it right away, it just explodes that and the guy gets caught red-handed. Reacts, that reacts with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you could still drink it. It's going to be okay if nobody roofies you. Yeah. But in case they do, it just explodes. Guy gets caught red-handed. Boom. Good idea. This just, is a, see again. This is a great business idea. Uh, I just need to go back to school. No, get no, into no, chemistry. No, you use one of my labs that uh -huh. I use to make our products. Yeah. Look, can I talk about business? I want to vent. You want to talk about business? I was late because I was mad. About what? It's hard to run a business and be uh, like a boss bitch without being a bitch, if that makes sense. It's hard for me. You want to manage people, but when people fuck up, I want to be able to like, how do you handle it? You know, I, it's so hard for me because I mean, as a man, think about all the bosses we've had. Like when we had kid who was the host of our show, if he was pissed, he would chew our asses out. Yeah. And we're immediately like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what can we do? We'll make it better. But as a woman, it's so, I don't know why I feel that way, but as a woman, women are then bitches, right? Like you're used to a man yeah. chewing you out, but there, I just had a few issues, you know, that I felt disappointed with. And I love the girls that work for me, but there's just been a couple mistakes that are kind of important, you know, and you have salaried people. And I think sometimes I'm guilty of being too cool and too chill. Like I want everyone, to, I, I want people to like me and I want to order lunch in and I yeah. want to give them half days and I want to do this whole thing. And I think working for fittish is pretty badass. I mean, I can't, Everyone asks, like, that's the most common question I get now. It's like, are you hiring? And, and I'm not just because I don't, you know, managing people is you too don't need hard. It right you 
yeah, don't yeah. want to grow that fast because then it's more work to manage people. So it's hard for me. So yeah, today I was late in all honesty because I was chewing them out a little bit. Now, I'm not a business owner, but I'm going to ask you this question because I feel like if I did have a business, I would have this uh, implemented in the beginning. Do you have the level of fuck ups? Like you have a level one mess up, a level two mess up, and then the ultimate level three. That way, these people already know, yeah. all right, these are... This is what's going to happen if you have a level one. This is what happens at level two. But how do you dictate what level one is until it happens? Do you that, know what I mean? Like, what is, is the mess up? You can't predict a mess up. That's your job, uh, boss woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm just giving you that one. The best advice I've been given is like, you just have to have a lot of processes right. and procedure. And so checks and balances, someone checks someone else's work, you know, but then you have people that want to be leaders. And it's like part of being a leader is delegating. Part yeah. of being a leader is telling someone they screwed up or why did that happen? And it's just so hard because then you get people that cry and you get people that are so upset and then I don't I don't I'm emotional and have empathy but then I don't want to make someone cry either but then I told myself like this is my business like I left a job I left a radio job to do this business and this is my everything yeah right this is the problem with with today with society today because everybody's nurtured everybody is sensitive, is sensitive and everyone wins an award yeah and right now everything's about like we live in a democracy and i have a choice and what a lot of people going into the workforce don't realize is that the work environment is not a democracy at all you're right it's a dictatorship <laughs> it is that led by so, yeah. it is, but it is let's be honest you're like yeah. by definite it's a dictatorship it there's one person at the top and whatever that person says goes in that building. Now you could be a good dictator where it's, you know, you're pleasant to be around and people like your ideology and they want to follow what you're, you know, what you're throwing down. And then there's the a-hole bosses that nobody wants to work for, but you still work for them because you need a paycheck. I'm trying hard to learn who I am as a boss. And I think if when people ask me the hardest part about having your own business right now, it's without a doubt managing other people, yeah. managing yeah. other people, or you have millennials that I feel like take it for granted. Or, you know, I had to let someone go not very long ago. And I haven't really talked about that. And I had to let someone go because they like weren't doing enough. And it's those are the decisions I think as a good boss, you have to make. I think there's ways to handle it. Yeah. But I always told myself and I tell my team, I go, I want this to be a collaborative effort. I want everyone to take ownership. I want you to see stuff through. I don't want to be a dictator. And I know that a lot of jobs are that way in companies, but I don't want to be a dictator, but I do want to lead the way, but I want them to feel empowered. Right. But yeah. how do you get people to feel empowered without then feeling entitled or then feeling, um, you know, then having days that they're lazy. And of course, no one's going to care about my business as much as I do. Right. And exactly. I don't expect that of them either. So I'm just venting a little bit because I actually like, I have such a great team. I love these girls that work for me, but they're going to be days that there's mistakes and how do you handle it without being like why did this happen you know why let's talk about it and then how are you gonna fix it yeah. i don't know i mean if anyone has any advice for me that if you're a really badass boss let me know but damn it's hard about to throw you a compliment here jenna you wanted one oh, I'm about ready, to give I'm ready. i've been because... waiting how long has it been it's been 29 minutes since we started it's been 29 minutes in five years what is it <laughs> shut <You know>? up <laughs> what i have noticed from you as a boss and from looking from the outside is that you you're great at letting your employees have a hand in your company mm. like you're very welcoming when it comes to that or at least you tell me like you welcome their ideas you don't shun them or you don't make them feel less than when they probably don't go well with your product you're really good at that i think you just got to keep doing that but was that the compliment yeah oh, okay i think it, right. oh you want another one <laughs> also no, your your, da your hair is just so shiny today oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've been complimenting him all morning but you know like no, you're, no, no. you're, you're a really understanding boss because i want to 
Nothing. I mean, you know what? This comes from our personal experience too. Like it sucks when you like have an idea and someone goes, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. You know, when we've had leaders in mm, our lives yeah. that are like, that's a, that's a, that's a garbage idea. And you're like, mm. cause of course, like I, we have to have a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and I don't expect everyone to be super creative, but that's kind of what I said to the girls today. I go, I'm not asking you to be as creative as I am because that's a skill set I have. I want you to focus on what you're good at. Cause like some people are more type a, yeah. some people are really organized. Some people aren't as creative, you know, they're more linear, but they're really on top of their shit. And like, that's where you help me because yeah. I'm a disaster in a lot of ways. Like I try to hire out my weakness, right? Which is smart. You're supposed to as a yeah. boss. Yeah. I want it to be collaborative. I want people to feel like, I mean, it is cool. They get to help me with products and they get today a day like today for instance you know they're at the office and then I'm like all right well why don't you go work from home I mean I think that's the other thing going on right now that's hard because I've worked really hard to be a good leader but how do you lead at a time like this how do you you lead by example Mm -hmm. you lead and we were talking about that you know I feel like I'm going to cancel a trip I had planned because I have a lot of responsibilities with my business coming up and I you know have an employee that's kind of compromised immune system and I and she's scared and uh you know so now does everyone work from home again and um, you know, I have some employee, you know, that wants to go out of town, but you can't tell them to not go out of town. And how do you lead? And how do you lead? I guess just by example, right? Yeah. I mean, you just have to try and lead by example and let people make their own decisions. It's so difficult and it's difficult to calm their fears. And, and there's no book. There's no like nobody no handbook for this. Yeah. Everybody's doing it at the same time. So you guys are all basically writing the book as we go, you right. know, Yeah. which is scary. Right. And but, I want their input. I yeah. say, I want to talk to them about what makes them, what makes you comfortable or uncomfortable. Do y'all, we're lucky. Do you like being able to come into this office where there's just three of us and you an do intern? surveys and shit? Yeah. Well, Dang. like live, but I sometimes feel like they're not honest with me because I'm, am I scary? Um, You don't scare me. Am I no, scary? Actually, when you get mad, you're kind of scary a little bit. I'm scary a little like, bit. Like when you get mad. Yeah. When you can tell I'm mad, you're, I'm scary. Yeah, I tell like, them all the time. I go, I know that maybe you're intimidated or because I'm, I can be strong and I'm opinionated, but tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me, which I'm sure is like, they're like, okay. Am I scary? <laughs> no. Damn. Like never? I told you to try and be scarier because you could get away with it. Kenzie, am I scary? My wife, my wife been seeing me for a while. No, you really don't scare me. <laughs> Not you, but like, can I be scary to people? No hell's going on here like oh maybe to the kids because they always say like don't tell papa but i'm like uh, i'm the one who gets way more mad than you do so i don't understand why they're so much more scared of you than they are of me see interesting kids kids locked down right there but uh from one dope ass uh company to another because yeah so ray j co-founded raycon Mm -hmm. and we wanted to tell you about these earbuds because uh, if you're quarantining right now and maybe your roommates are annoying you or your husband's annoying you, your wife's annoying you, just throw these earbuds in real quick and everything in the world is going to cancel out. So nice. The, I mean, the, the sound on these things are awesome. Um, by the way, they're half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing. The bass on these things are so good. I like listening to hip hop. I know you do too as well, Jenna. I wish I could tell you about mine, but mine have been stolen by my significant other because he likes them so much. So you got to be careful. (laughs) Yeah, your roommates or significant other will want to steal them. Yeah, Yeah, get two pair. I got the everyday E25 earbuds. So did Jenna. And they're the best ones here. Yeah, they got six hours of playtime. Their Bluetooth pairing is so easy. I mean, it's the easiest Bluetooth pairing I've done on anything. More bass. The compact design gives you a nice noise isolation, isolating fit. And you can't even tell that I'm wearing them half the time. So, like, if Kenzie's trying to talk to me, but I still want to listen to my music, I just nod. 
but I'm mostly nodding to the beat. Yeah, but we're used to that. Yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. <laughs> well, now's the time to get in on the latest and greatest from Raycon. 15% off your order at buyraycon.com. That's uh, B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Fittish, the name of our podcast, for that 15% off of these Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Fittish for 15% off. Good deal. Yo, did I tell you I had a near-death experience, Jenna? I, I feel like that's weekly, isn't it? Or are you yeah. just being dramatic? No, I'm, did uh, you really? Yeah, like this was near death. My, uh, so well, I'm scared now. I got attacked in our friend's backyard. Attacked by a freaking yeah, by an, a, an a assailant, freaking... by an assailant. Uh, so we're in our friend's backyard because they're out of town, right? And they let us borrow their pool. Can I ask you how much you love telling someone a story when you know they haven't heard it before? Mm-hmm. You're excited. I love it. About this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Really I excited. know that you get a lot of pleasure out of whatever you're about to tell me. And I already know from knowing you for so long that like this is going to be a very small thing. You don't like a the payoff already? Assailant. Yeah. No. Okay. Go. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. I'm so ready. I'm like, so we're hanging out in the backyard, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking this freaking assailant does not probably thought the owners were out of town because he came into oh. the backyard. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at the pool about to put my arm around Kinsey's, you know, back. Trying to put some moves on. Was it just the two of you? Uh, and the kids. Oh, okay. So you were borrowing a house with a yeah. pool. Okay. And he must have seen, like, I got to go after the biggest one because there's people back here. So he picked me out. Not Kinsey. Not Kaysen. Not Chloe. <laughs> okay. Not even Kinsey, who wears a large. A okay. Large. <laughs> well, a large is too large. small now. <laughs> so I. An extra large. I feel this just like somebody shot me in the arm. Was he weaponized? Yes, Jenna. He was weaponized. I was stung. A murder hornet? Was no. it a murder hornet? No, it was, it was your... Oh, traditional bee. It was bee. Your, your neighborhood honeybee. <laughs> <laughs> he attacked me. I thought you were about to drop murder hornet on me. No, it was not was the like, murder it's hornet. It the apocalypse. It was a murder bee. Why is he a murder bee? Because I'm allergic to bees, Jenna. Yeah. Have you always known this? I found out in college. I was playing, back, uh, I was playing basketball. I didn't the, know you were allergic to bees. Yeah. I was playing basketball. The only other time I've been stung was then. I got stung in the in the thumb on my left arm. And like anaphylactic shock kind of stuff? Like yes. throat swelling shut stuff? Yes. Oh. And I didn't know that I was allergic. I got stung, kept playing, and then all of a sudden my throat started closing up. You don't carry an EpiPen. I don't carry an EpiPen. Why? Because at that time I didn't know I was allergic. So my buddy had allergies. He takes off running when he starts noticing that my throat's closing up. He's like, oh, I know what this is. Leaves. He had a pen? I'm like, where does this fool go? And so he leaves. Then my other friend calls 911 because I was telling him I, it felt like a straw. Like my, it was starting to breathe through a straw. Oh my gosh, so bad. And so all of a sudden we're on the call with the 911 lady and she's like, alright, we got an ambulance on the way. They should be there within uh, I, I forget, like eight minutes or so she said. Uh. And so she said, alright, how close to uh, the whole the, the closing up of the throat is yet?" And they're looking at me and I'm like, pretty close. Like, it's not good. And she goes, okay, just in case, I will uh, I will tell you guys some tools you may need for a potential. Yes, cut the throat, uh, put a straw in. Yeah, the potential. So scary. Who was, who was going to do it? Uh, I think it was going to be my buddy Bobby, <gasps> who, who I did not trust because he had a 40 on him at a time. He was drinking a 40. <laughs> um, Bobby 40 hands. Yeah. Do, so, you, do you remember Bobby from our wedding? He's the one who won the... Uh, 
the garden. The most song. drunk award, yes. Remember he he had it on his head all night long and he the was most doing drunk like award. Yeah. He, he was a, he so was, he was the one that y'all yeah. were gonna Yeah, I think he was gonna be in charge of the trach. The trach. Yeah, he was gonna try the if needed in case the ambulance didn't get there in time and I went and, and wasn't an conscious. Interesting thing that that's something that they don't teach all of us. Like I've always thought history in school should be like removed or geography should be removed so right. they can teach us like life skills. No, teach me how to do a tracheotomy. Like, uh, I wanna know how yeah, I wanna know how to do that. Yeah. I wanna know Heimlich. I wanna know how to spot like a, a shooter sure. like, i want to know all that stuff a serial killer i want to know all these life hacks like how to get out of a trunk if i get thrown in the back they didn't teach us any of that no shit. no i had to learn about like countries that i'm never going to go to so i'm sitting there and he busts out a pen from his because he was working at verizon at the time so he had pens on him at all times in his pocket and he was like i got one right here it's and a covid goes, pen and she goes all right we're going to need you to find like the soft spot right there in between his collarbone and like right just here ready to go whenever if, if he stops breathing and I go, what? and I'm, I'm afraid for my life. And out of the blue comes my dude, Jason. And he just stabs me just in the leg. Just, I don't know what the hell he stabbed me with, but he stabs me. Sexy. And he goes, I got you. I felt the relief, right? I felt like all this rush. How quick my did body. that work on your throat? Like it was like in seconds. Fit. Like, yeah, wow. like within a minute, I felt like opening up, but it was my heart rate was like, I bet it was like an adre yeah, that adrenaline. Yeah. I mean, it well, was you just, thought you were dying. I felt all, I felt like I was going to puke and faint. Like it was just <gasps> too much feelings. This it was payoff by the way. And then so was great. And so I'm sorry for being a hater. This is not even the real story yet. This what? is the past story. Right. So, so then, uh, <laughs> so my buddy, so they poke the paramedics show up. They're like, we really need to take you to the hospital because you were given an EpiPen and, and you could have some, uh, potential complications or this could also re you could you know have it show back up and it could close yeah. up again and i was like yeah i don't have insurance right now so i don't know if that's cool benadryl help out and they're like oh, i would go to the doctor and i said yeah i'm cool for the next i would say three to four days jenna i felt awful the EpiPen is no joke i felt awful i'm talking about anxiety couldn't sleep, heart racing at all times. And I just, you attribute that to the EpiPen? What's uh, in the Epi? I've never had one. So I'd be, I'm pretty sure pretty it was sure the EpiPen. sure it wasn't your near-death experience? Or it could have been the bee sting. Massive anxiety? Now, yeah. Here's what went wrong on that bee sting. My buddies, since they had no uh, prior uh, bee sting removal experience, they squeezed it. They tried to remove it with their hand. The still in your body. The, the, the stinger was still in my, it was in my body for about five minutes, you know, when we when I first got yeah. stung. And they we finally got it out with tweezers, which I later found out is all awful because you're squeezing more venom each time you right, squeeze that thing. Right, right, So I probably got 10 times the dose of venom that I should have gotten from that bee. Fast forward to this time. Bee stings me. I lift my arm. The bee's hanging from my arm. Oh, you can kind of see it still. It's bruised. Oh my gosh. See the bruising? Yes. And so it's hanging from my arm and I just see Kinsey's eyes go wide. My eyes go wide because I realized, oh shit, the only time I've ever been stung by this, I, it was bad. And so... I'm like, okay, stay calm. Stay calm. I got stung by a My kids are screaming. My dad's going to die. Kason yeah. starts screaming that because he's crying because he's scared because he knows I'm allergic. Um, so Kinsey gets up like a ninja, jumps over to her purse, grabs a credit card, swipes it off within, I'd say, 20 seconds of the bee stinging me. Kinsey takes it out. It's gone. Uh, the bee, dead. I killed it. Or he killed himself because the guts come out afterwards. I don't remember who the murderer was. So at this time, we drive home, and I'm trying to keep my heart rate down. I don't want anything traveling through my body. We get home. We go in my bedroom, shut the door. Kinsey grabs me an EpiPen, and I just have it sitting there. And she goes, are you going to stab yourself with it? And I said, no, <laughs> I don't want to. 
And she goes, but you need to. And I was like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to wait to see if my throat starts feeling like it's closing up, then I'll stab. But I don't want to deal oh with okay. the EpiPen. Okay, I thought your near death was like what happened this weekend. No, nah, that one was way cooler. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So this time you were stung again. But, okay, so you used the pen? Yeah. You I, had to I, use the pen. Are you I good? ended up not having to use the pen. So you so think I, it's because you didn't have much venom in there? I think so. I think because. Or you outgrew the allergy. I either outgrew oh the God. allergy. Here I am thinking that you almost died this weekend. I almost did. Imagine. Okay, I'm ba- okay. I take back what I said. I'm back to being disappointed. No, you can't take it back. Full, uh, the, the, that first part of that story was fucking bomb, and then like this part got disappointing <laughs> now because I thought <laughs> that that just happened. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yes. I don't. I might have outgrown it, or I don't know. But yeah, my 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 entire arm swelled up, dude. My my forearm was looking yoked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry and happy that you're still here. I'm gonna get you an epi purse. Um, no. I'm gonna get you a purse. I'm not gonna I carry think a it's purse. It's very around. important that you carry. You bring back the purse. We stylize it. You need a little pouch for your epi pens. First of all, it's serious. It's called a satchel. Number one. And yes, I would. I'm gonna I would, make you a finished one. And I think it's because I've been healthier. You on uh, you on Francisco canceled your plans, huh? Your travel plans. So. I have not yet. Today is about the day. I think I have two weeks to cancel. I told you I booked us to go to Napa. And I don't know, man. I just feel maybe it's just me and people are going to disagree with a lot of I think I think I've said like a lot of volatile things today. But uh, you just have to get it off your chest. It's fine. I'm here for that. I feel irresponsible traveling. And it's I know that you and Kinsey are considering going out of town and you're kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. I think it's hard, right? Because I don't want to judge other people for doing it, but I'm starting to feel like maybe March was more fear-based and we didn't stand as much of a chance of getting as we thought. But lately I'm feeling more, I feel irresponsible to go out of town for pleasure. Yeah. To not, and I know we're all dying. I, I know we are. I mean, not literally dying. I shouldn't even use that word like people are dying, but we're, 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 t- we're tired of being at home and we want to capitalize on vacation yeah. time and money we've saved and the kids and everyone's going stir crazy. But and it's I summertime, feel- you know, it's like, this is beach time. This is time to get out there and have fun and be around people. And you long for that touch. And I get it. But I don't know. Yeah, I think him and I talked about it just this morning, actually. And I said, you know, because we weren't planning on going till the late, late July. So not 4th of July or anything. We're not doing anything right now. Yeah. We haven't been going out to eat. Um, and again, like I said, and as a business owner, I think you start to make different decisions. You know, I yeah. have some important things coming up for work and I want to be healthy. And I've enjoyed seeing my mom because I worry a lot about her mental health, having, you know, to sit at home and I'm not trying Alone, to be a downer. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, as much as I mean, yes, Fran and I would love to go drink wine and California, but that sounds like such an asshole move to be like, I'm going to fly to California and I'm going to go to a winery. And then, I mean, even if we chill in the hotel and you said an alarming fact. Yeah. There was like, they, they found out that a lot of hotels and the luxury ones for that matter, were not changing the sheets regularly. How do they get away with that? And that, that is mind blowing because that is, you know, somebody gets their germs or even if it's an employee that's walking in the room and it wasn't used for two days there's still people walking in there and maybe some of those particles getting, it's just yeah. astonishing what they found out about some of the hotels and how they're treating their, uh, their bedding and all that stuff. So I, I I'm on the fence. I think it's going to be a last second call. And I know in the beginning of coronavirus, it was the whole, you've heard a friend of a friend who has a friend who got it. Right. But now it's, I've had family members pass away from this. Right. Uh, and now I have, we have a, a friend of ours, Jenna, that we yeah. worked very closely with. This was a dude that was with us the day uh, Kid Craddock passed away, our yeah. boss. Right. He was with us. For, so this is a guy that we've been really close to for years. And he has it right now. And he's he's not doing well. He's, no, he's very, very sick. He's in ICU. And this is a incredibly healthy, fit man. Yeah. One of the, that every day. I mean, one of those dudes where you look in, you're like, damn, 
that guy's built. You know, that guy takes care of himself. He exercises regularly, and he is, he's in ICU, not doing well. Double uh, pneumonia, you uh. know? Yeah, we have, uh, it's hit everyone that I work with as well now. Um, and, you know, we've liked going into the office and we're, we're safe. We keep our distance, but we're also the, the three girls and we have one intern and she lives alone. Like we're not going out and we've kind of made a pact with each other that we got to be responsible. But I mean, that's the conversation that's been hard for me to have again with some of my team is like, if you're going to travel, you're not going to be able to come into work. And so what kind of, and you can't tell right. someone to not travel, but you can't come in here. And then what does that say? Yeah. And then I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Have you, by the way, there's this Netflix show I've been watching um, called Lenox Hill. Lenox Hill is no, a haven't. spot in New York. It was, it was, it used to be a women's hospital and it was kind of akin to how Parkland is here where we live, you know, people that don't have good coverage. And it was a women's hospital in New York back in the day where, you know, women like that would go and have children. And uh, now they have some, like they've recruited great neurosurgeons. And so there's a reality show which you would love because i know you're almost a nurse yeah 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 i love reality uh, hospital shows oh Kinsey my god would love this too so it is a split and they film it all at the hospital it's eight episodes maybe nine and it's um all about the two like leading neurosurgeons there and that team and so people you know young people old people coming in with tumors and cancer i mean it gets pretty heavy uh -huh. and then women having babies wild especially now with all my baby talk i'm watching these women push these babies out i'm like yikes so but anyway the show is very fascinating in the last episode of the season they were filming in march of 2020 when coronavirus hit new york and it is so fascinating to watch how intense things were in that hospital because i think that's something that I don't watch the news anymore. I find the news depressing. The fact that we've been talking about Same. it, I think people tune out and it's depressing. But when you start really watching how bad things are for some healthy people and it's starting to hit so close to home with people we know, literally every person that works for me has someone in their life that's really sick been with affected, it. Yeah. And I'm like, at what point, you know, are we just gonna, we gotta just stay home for a bit. You know, we yeah. got to be responsible or that we're gonna have to, we're gonna be stuck again. It's gonna affect business. You know what and I really, life and, I wanna yeah. come across a Karen you want to come across the camera? Yeah, like one of those. I've seen those videos. That woman, yeah. she was here, wasn't she? That yeah, woman yeah. throwing food in the grocery store. What yeah. was she doing? She was mad because she, uh, they she told had, her to wear a mask. They told her to wear a mask, which she was holding, by the way. You know, a lot of businesses are requiring that, and rightfully so, because that way they told us it, this could drop in the 90 percentile, you know, yeah. rate if, yes. if we would all wear masks. And so they asked her to wear a mask. She threw a fit and threw all her stuff off of her cart and walked out. Yeah, and so. Number one, she was in a cool, in a really nice store because it had gancitos next to it. And that's my uh -huh. favorite pastry in she Mexico. She was in a fiesta. Yeah, you could tell yeah, she was in a, I, I, know, was like, I saw the article. She was in fiesta. I wasn't even paying attention. I feel attention. like this is just an IQ test at this point. Yeah. Like, where, who cares? Wear a damn mask. I was like, like yo, tell me where that store is because I got to go re-up on those gancitos, man, because those are delicious. Yeah, but yeah, that was here. And I just want to come across one of those because I want... I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. I shouldn't say this again. Another inflammatory statement. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed to be an American. You should see the racist comments people were leaving on my post the other day about that tribute. And I didn't get crazy, crazy psycho vocal or anything about Black Lives Matter. I mean, I obviously am doing my part and made some donations sure. to the business. And, you know, I'm trying to do things, you know, in my own way and educate. And uh, But I posted something that was beautiful. The neighborhood requested that it get taken down. 
in some of the comments, someone left a comment on my post that said, we need, I'm just going to say this because it's going to infuriate you, said the only solution to the colored problem is more knees on necks. And I wrote, I, I commented and you know, I try to not interact yeah, you with don't. people. And I sometimes do. I think people just say that you do. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't because that is absolute bullshit. But I wrote, and it's, this person's profile was like a photo of a, of a, of a cat, like a leopard or something and nothing else, you know, they, a See, private funny, account. Because all the racist people that keep writing stuff on mine have cats on their Seriously? profile. Yeah, I'll show you so one. is that one. like a thing? So I, I don't wrote, know. I was like, do you enjoy being a racist piece of shit hiding behind a photo of a pussy? Like literally that's. Ah, <laughs> I like that. That's and a good one. it got some likes, but I mean, I could not believe, I mean, it makes me, and I got into a conversation with a couple other followers because my followers in general Even are Even his name's cool. Cathead. The person that like wait, wait, wait. is that the same one? Yes. So this is someone trolling that's it's being racist. A hundred percent. Okay. It's the same profile. That is funny. Cat they, head, yeah, yeah. They keep writing me the most I racist. So racist. Crap. It's but it. I got in a conversation with some of the. I've been like kind of carrying on conversations with certain people that follow me that, um, just because I think it's nice for us to have conversation, yeah. right? Isn't this the point? And, uh, this was not the direction I intended this to go right now, but I am sometimes I am. I'm so embarrassed, like embarrassed at the intelligence, the lack of intelligence that people have. I'm embarrassed that, you know, and I don't want to sit here and blame Texas. I mean, I'm from Ohio and, you know, I don't even think sometimes it's a liberal conservative thing as much or a political thing as much. It's just how people were raised. But I am I'm shocked because I, you know, I went to a school that was I mean, we were we were half and half, you know, we were black and Mexican and white in the Midwest. And I just didn't grow up ever with any kind of racist influences around me. Um, White privilege. Sure, of course, because I'm a white woman, but I am just horrified. And I I converse with some people that follow me in the comments and we're like, I'm embarrassed sometimes to be an American. (laughs) I'm embarrassed that people like this even exist and follow me. I'm horrified I know, I know. at how racist or and open know, they a, are a with Karen it. or a racist. And maybe that's the same thing all in one, but like, I am just an open about it. And the comments I hear, cause I've always been one to interject. If I ever was in a group of white people or someone said a racist joke, I'd be that person. I'd be the Not Karen funny. in that group that yeah. I'd be like, well, that's shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I've always been a little vocal about that. No, kind you're not of thing. a Karen then. That, that makes you a good person. A Karen would probably uh, laugh along and ask for the manager afterwards. I don't know. It's just, it's a strange time and I know people are on edge, but I am just, I'm so, I hate to say that, like I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed we can't even as Americans travel to Europe now. Like they think we're so dumb that they won't even let us there. I'm embarrassed. Just hearing how the, like for the French right now, I know they didn't really like us in the past, <laughs> but right now they despise Americans. The French yeah, are. Look at how we're handling this yeah. as a whole. And I'm like, dang, guys, it's not. There, there are good. There, we're out here. There's some good ones. There's, there's plenty of good ones. I think the minority is just a lot more, a lot louder. The racist minority is louder than, yeah, than, than us regular, yeah. loving people. Haters and complainers are louder, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I, cho- I choose to believe that we have more love and more. We have a lot of good people. Good people in this country than than the bad. I choose to believe that. I I hope to God that that's the case. I don't know how we find that out. I don't know if statistically that's possible, but I I will continue to hope so and pray for that. But I don't know, Jenna. It's it's, a, it's wild times right now. That's what I keep saying. I'm just like it's a wild time. It's a wild time, man. Because what else are we gonna say? It's a wild time. It's a wild time. <laughs> 2020. Okay, so this is the deal for everyone listening. If you go out of town. I'm going to do a podcast with Fran. If I go out of town, yeah, you and... All next week's podcast will be with Francisco and I. You will be with Francisco. And uh, it's, and I'm actually happy we can let you have the week off. There's a potential way. that I'll drive 
but there's still the we do have flights. I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I think we're literally gonna wait till the last second. And I just I just want to. I don't know what the right choice is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, don't I think know. the right choice is whatever you think is best for your family and 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 people you love and people you're around. Right. right? Yeah. And just keep it safe. So we'll see. But if you've gone out on vacation, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email yeah, us and let us know what it's been like. Do you yeah. regret it? What are your thoughts? I mean, this is a hot, a hot topic, hot opinions. I'm sure I said other things that pissed you off today. I feel like I like said some strong statements. You're fiery today. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I would love to hear because you might you might have a, you know, a say in what I end up doing. You might help push me in the direction that we end up going because of your experiences. So please write us. Yeah, the podcast at fittish.com is the email address. Mm -hmm. We're always looking for your feedback on things. So let us know. Yeah, good or bad about traveling right now in the time we're in. And uh, yeah, we'll read those and you'll either be chatting with Jenna and Francisco next week or I'll be back with Jenna. But in the meantime, be safe, be kind to each other. We love you and we'll see you next week. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you join us for another episode next week of the Fittish Podcast. It's super easy. Just subscribe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.